0: Welcome to Legendary Mindset. I'm your host, Jake P. Richardson, and this is a bonus episode that we're going to call Pre-Sort. And uh, This time of year when everyone is scrambling to put together their show string, uh, the first question out of every person's mouth is typically, Who is your judge? And sometimes we know, and sometimes it's not announced. And then the next question is always, What do they like? And I'm going to try and make this a little bit easier for you. Uh, we're going to ask very detailed questions to our major show judges early on in the season, if they're down to sit down with me. And we're going to ask some questions about how to hit them when you walk in the show ring. And then about a week after the show, we're going to interview them again. And we're going to have them talk through the show, explain uh, what they saw and how they saw it. Uh, Steve Sturts has been announced to judge the Market Lamb show at Kansas City this year and the Goat Show at the Georgia Nationals. Uh, here's a closer look at what he's going to want. This is Legendary Mindset with Jake P. When you're judging a sheet major, there's there's hundreds of them. And it's so hard to, um, you know, se- separate them and, and, re- and remember the good ones. What's the first thing when they walk in the ring that you're that you're looking for and that you're you're
1: trying to find in them? Oh, I think that uh, when they're coming at me, you can see that rib shape, that forearm, uh, that front view. A lot of people don't understand. Some of us judges, when we pull on the walk or that kind of three-quarter, 45-degree front view, you can see so much about an animal, the athleticism in them, uh, the structural correctness a lot of times. Maybe you don't see the back legs, but you can sure see... The bone work and how that animal is put together so that's that's your first impression to me you know and and so a lot of times i'll pull on the walk i don't know whether what i'll do at kansas city i don't I, I may may not depends more on the ring and ring help and how how it would work but to me that first uh impression when they come in you can see a lot about muscle you can see a lot about structure you can see a lot about forearm and rib shape and dimension, and those are the first views I get. And then when I get a little bit around to the side, sometimes I don't even have to get there to know they're in that mm-hmm. top end. And then, to me, when you get around to that side a little bit and see that back end, if that matches the front end, you know, they're for sure top. I, 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 when I judge, I'm kind of a third, a third, and a third guy, mm-hmm. um, I guess is the way I, I would explain it. Uh Your top third, middle third, bottom third, and my first impression, when I get them and handle them and line them up, I'm not saying that you may not move up or move down a little bit, depending on how you handle in in close inspection, but uh, pretty much you're going to stay in those areas unless I just missed you for some reason.
0: Yeah. So... do you prefer to pull them more on the walk and kind of see how they look, or is, or do you do you kind of let a lot of those things walk past you just so you can touch them right away? I,
1: I I'm always have been on the walk and at more of a distance type person. Uh, I used to go to those sales and buy, and I would make sure to go to try to go to the farms maybe a week before, maybe two or three days before, whatever, to see those animals loose walking around at a distance get an idea of what that animal is like because when they're jammed up in a pen or in a show ring uh, sometimes at close inspection you're not getting the full full thing and so the walk and that first look from a little bit of a distance when they're coming in front end is is really important to me and then as i go back to the back as i said i want to see that kind of match the front and then i i kind of say well that, that one if i pull them obviously they're going to be in the top third mm-hmm. but I'll kind of put them in thirds in my mind, and then go handle them, and uh, I guess juggle them from there.
0: When you're you're coming up to handle them, what's your favorite thing, you know, about a sheep when you touch them? Typically, is it rack or big loin guy or?
1: Uh, always the first place you touch is you right there behind the shoulder and rack, uh, you know, in in that uh, top of that uh, before you get back to the loin. Um, I guess I try to. I judge a lot with my hands, but I'm also looking, and so I'm trying to evaluate the whole top line at the time I'm touching. So obviously my mind's saying hard touch, good touch, fresh, whatever, and in the background I think I'm thinking about all those things that I think are good in a sheep, meaning a good shaped loin, a good shaped hip, a nice... Uh, transition from the shoulder into the rib, the rib into the loin, loin into the hip and transitions there and uh, things like that. But then, uh, you know, when you get back off to the side, that thing all needs to tie to good from the side once you get there.
0: So, you've been judging for a long time. 27 years. And there's been, wait for this wind to kind of chill out a little bit. Okay. There's been a lot of trends that uh, come and go just in terms of leg wool and, and, and in the last 10 years these sheep have we've put a lot of emphasis in, in just chest floor specifically um how much of that do you do you really put a lot of emphasis on like just like straight up just making them shallower or, or even just making them furry
1: i guess i i put some emphasis on it I, I try not to one trade or two trade anything you know and i think that's where it gets hard uh, sometimes is that if you're just looking for that Obviously, you can find that, but you can give up so many things to get there. And so, I, I like to see myself and believe when I'm looking at him that, yes, I'll, I'll notice that trait. And that may be a part of the reasons, but it may be that he's second because two he or three other too traits. Yeah, yeah too, he gives too much else to somebody that's got those other traits and may not be quite as shallow or cool-fronted or cool-chested. I think in the weathers, whether you're talking sheep or goats, I, I'm a little... Um, I'll give up a little bit of just a tad bit of skeletal structure structure to get muscle mm-hmm. uh, in those I'll give up a little bit of muscle to get the structure so to me, there's got to be you know a balance there that you're looking for
0: yeah what's if there's like a specific structural uh like default that just is a kind of a pet peeve of yours or just kind of kills one that you're just kind of just, just trying <laughs> to stay away from as much as possible in the
1: sheep um oh i don't i don't know that i've got one trait that i just absolutely do not i guess i guess the thing when you're looking at big bunches and you're going through big bunches they they better handle with some freshness and some firmness to get in the top end i guess they i i I don't want them hard as a rock and i don't want them sloppy fat but i want a, a fresh but good feel and if they don't have that you know Obviously, uh, a thin, tight hide helps those mm-hmm. conditions and for them to feel that way, but it's kind of one of those things that I, I don't feel like there's one trait that I just look at and say, oh, I I can't deal with that, I can't have that. Yeah. Uh, to me, most of the time when they have a trait I don't like, they also have two or three others I don't like and they're not gonna get pulled or not getting that top end anyway. For sure.
0: So we're gonna get, I'm gonna get pretty specific. So. Kind of, what you were just talking about fat content and, and a little bit of differences there. So, say there's one, there's two sheep. They both handle hard enough to where you're not gonna call them fat, and and one is more aggressive in his in his expression and his shape, but gives up a lot of smoothness because of that, because he's leaner. And then there's one that's, you know, handles equally as hard, but not nearly as shapely, or not nearly as expressive, just because he is, you know, fatter and you know, way smoother. Is there something that you favor more between those two?
1: I think it depends on to what degree each one of them are that way. Um, I, I, I could see, and, and in this I don't want it to sound like I'm inconsistent because I think it changes from show to show and class to class. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some classes you get into that there's not really that one that just – has everything and so it may be a little fatter and a little smoother and not have the crease and the muscle that you used in the class before that you use in the class after Mm -hmm. but he's better in all those other areas than the one that is creased up in that class and so that one's going to be second you know would i favor the crease and the extra muscle and stuff in a market show probably so would i uh would i favor the the smoothness the extra look the the structural correctness in a doe show or a a ewe lamb show yeah i'd probably do that in the ewe lamb so i don't think there's a a definitive answer that i can give there i think it depends and and again you're it's somewhat like i'm not going to single or two trade them i'm going to i'm try to look at the whole picture and it it's how it fits in that class i think that uh, a big thing proportional balance having the animal fit in the class they're in not be too long too tall Mm -hmm. too wide too whatever you know just have a proportional balance look like they fit the skeleton fits together the muscle fits on the skeleton everything proportionately looks good in that class means as much to me as either of those other things and so uh to me, that's probably the most important trait I look for is that proportional balance. Now then, yeah, do I want some rib shape and do I want some dimension? Yeah, do I want some bone? Would I like some foot size? Yeah, to a degree, but I'm not gonna give up proportional balance and look for bone, shag, mm-hmm. foot size, whatever.
0: I gotcha. So another kind of specific trait question. I guess it. I guess you kind of answered it, but like hind leg posture, I'll be a little bit more specific when I ask this one. So hind leg posture, if there's one that's a little straight but still, you know, as straight as one can be to win a big show, still capable of it, a little bit straight, a little bit bowed, and there's one that has maybe a little too much set, but to the same degree as the the straight one, a little too much set, maybe pulls his hocks in. Is there one that you lean more towards, or try to stay more away from, him or
1: I guess I guess it, what you'd have to say in all those scenarios is everything else being equal, I'm going to use one that's everything else being equal. I don't want to use one too straight or one that has a set, but I'd use either one of those if the next best one isn't good enough, proportional balance wise, rib shape wise, whatever. And so to me, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a balancing game, and it's and 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 I don't know sometimes how to explain it other than that when I see it, I know it, and when I get on the mic, I'll be able to describe it to you and mm-hmm. tell you why, but to just say I've used set over straightness, maybe in one situation would, maybe one I wouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the other animals and, and what's in the class, and it's relative to that and all those other things.
0: So you're also judging the Georgia Margaret Goat Show again this year, Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So do you... Is it still a kind of the same uh, thing that goes through your mind and goat shows, just complete, not any single trader, or is the fact that you raise them kind of have a little bit difference to do with it?
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think we're in a unique position in the livestock industry, and people might argue with me, but I think that no matter what barn you're in, I think we're doing. Uh, I, I can remember years ago that it didn't seem like the pig guys were doing the same thing as the sheep guys, and we're doing the same thing as the cattle guys. That that our trends weren't weren't uh, the same in each barn and i think today livestock judging and, and it's been this way for a while but maybe more so now especially with sheep and goats i think that we're looking for a lot of the same things i think that goats have evolved enough now that we can find those same sheep traits in them and judge them very similar to sheep and to hogs and to cattle and and those things being that proportional balance that structure that curvature to the rib, that extra dimension to the body, along with being, you know, relatively thin, I think there's always a margin there of finish and freshness that you have to always put into the mix, uh, in all species, and obviously it's different different in all species because of the size of them.
0: So, is with the goats we kind of tend to, there's a little bit of a cattle fitting kind of hand into the goats, whereas sheep it's a little different. But as presentation, what is that? You know go under you in the ring is it is it big or you know does?
1: Just... it's always it's always uh, as a judge it's always cool to see that one that's presented right i mean as far as showmanship as far as hide management as far as getting those feet and legs and getting that hair that shag right whatever that is always appealing i mean yeah. it's it's it, it's you know it's it's always going to be appealing to guys that judge, or I believe it is, uh, and it is to me. But when it comes down to it, if they don't have anything else to back it up, once you get over top of them, if they don't handle right, they don't have the right feel, there's not as much muscle, then that's all for naught. So uh, presenting as far as showmanship, I think that there's so many good showmen out there now, and there are times that showmanship will hurt a person. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they don't get it done. I try to overlook, I I guess where I really try to overlook showmanship is if we've got a a small child on a bigger one and they just can't get it done. And I try to to give them benefit of the doubt and try to look at that animal. And that's when you might see me walking them more or trying to get a true read on the skeleton of those two animals that may be close. And you've got a senior kid that can just nail one and you've got a nine-year-old that you know, got the neck bent and tongue out and trying all they can, yeah. but just can't quite get it that way. So,
0: so I guess where the goats get a little bit different is, you know, there's not really a, a rule book that says this is what goats are supposed to look like. Especially these days, there's so many different prophecies, I guess, about about what goats are allowed to look like or how how steep their hips can get or how level they can get. And, and you know, some people want to make them like sheep and some people are making them like, you know club calves or you know, right like right, that right. where do, where would you like to see those go in the show ring would you like to you know make them have the silhouette of everything else or kind of keep making them just thicker and bigger ribbed, and, and still kind of have that goat look to them
1: I, I i don't know that i'd like to see it go anywhere i hope we don't get away from the fundamentals of good livestock and chase things that that maybe aren't important and you know that that somewhat worries me. I mean, I'm I'm raising them to sell, and so I I can uh, I can go out and look at bucks and know that I need more hair. I need more shag on some of mine. And I've I've used some bucks that maybe normally I wouldn't have used, but they have the shag and they're but and they're good, but they're not maybe the one I like the best. So so you can't completely throw the trends away. I just hope we don't get too trendy and throw out the basics and, and start looking for it. So hopefully, I hope that as we see goats progress, and we've seen them progress tremendously in the last three or four years, I hope that we keep that structural correctness, that balance, that, um, and I hope we don't get them too big or, or too small and just do things in moderation. And, and that's probably... Uh, I guess the vision I would have is uh, to keep them in moderation and to keep those basic things that are important in check.
0: For sure. So when when did you judge your first national show or major?
1: Oh, goodness. I I judged Louisville goats this year, and I I, want to say it was 18, 19 years before that I judged the sheep at Louisville. Um, And I don't remember there was – so many breeds and so many sheep and it was we did it all in a day I ate a sandwich kind of about 10 minutes and called it lunch and and went through it and it was probably uh, if I was to say the the hardest show I'd ever judged it was that one not only because of the quality of livestock but the length of the show uh, you know just it took a long time and it was grueling and then you had a lot of minor breeds that honestly were somewhat tough to judge that didn't have maybe the quality in them yeah. and then you had some breeds that just were like the quality was just i mean when Did you're talking a national now? show that just like deep 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 and mm-hmm. and i guess the the amount of time that you had to take to evaluate it and do it and and put your thoughts together and and uh the tasks that it put on my mind it was uh, probably more so than any other show i judged you
0: yeah you still remember the one you used
1: yeah i do i do it was uh, i believe it was a crossbred yeah it was a crossbred uh from uh the people from oklahoma chad charmerson was helping them after the fact um it was chad charmerson and I, I don't remember if it was i don't remember what the sheep was as far as uh who raised it but i remember him really having a good look and having a really good touch and feel being really structurally correct and sound so
0: mm-hmm. What was your, so if you could name like maybe top two or three sheep you ever used?
1: Well, the, probably the best sheep I've used to this point and it would, be, it would be recently would be the sheep that I used to win Fort Worth last year. That one was to me really out there. Mm-hmm. He was uh, tremendous uh, in, in all aspects to me. Um, really, really good structured, really good ribbed and for a big one just handled like a dream and was mm-hmm. really good. Um, probably the next best sheep I've used would probably be one uh, Franklin showed me a couple years, probably four years ago now. Gosh dang, time gets by! But it would have been at a TBSS St. Angelo show. I just really, uh, I'll, I'll always remember that sheep as being just really, to me, even ahead of his time and a really, really good one. I like that one, and then I. Uh, we had a sheep. This isn't one I judge, but we had a sheep that my stepson won Houston with from Cavanis. That in that day and time, I thought was as good a one as was out there, and I would I would put that one in the top end with any of them that I'd seen uh, at the time.
0: When you when you go to judge a show, do you ever come at it like you're kind of looking for one of those three sheep out there in the ring? no i probably
1: used to do that and and i think that as a judge you can get in trouble trying to find one like another one or find uh, i I wish i could find that other one or and and luckily i'm getting older and i'm just not thinking to that degree anymore or thinking as much about it i'm just going and going on instinct and using what i like and and not worrying about what i used last week or last year or or 10 years ago what we were looking for and just try to find good, fundamentally sound sheep and goats that that, uh, fit the pattern and balance that I'm looking for, you know? I gotcha. What about
0: goats? Top three, top two or three goats you've used?
1: Uh, The the goat that won Denver, was it two, three years ago that Jamie Smith, uh, that Hayden Schrader had, that black-headed goat, that one to me was just, uh, when you talk about one that when you watched him walk around the ring and you just looked at one and thought, man, things just fit, you know. He was he was good footed, he was good boned, he was good structured, he was good balanced, he was level hipped, he handled with muscle, but you know, his neck came out of his shoulder just right and he just was really he was just a unique animal to me, just really for a weather, just put all of those pieces together mm-hmm. uh in in of the puzzle into into one goat and so he's he's by far to me the one that i've judged up to this point that that i would say is is my favorite second third you know i've 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 used a lot of there's been a lot of reserves uh that have been good uh the sheep at oye that i used a few years ago or goat, excuse me said sheep um the goat I used a few years ago at OYE, uh, that one was was really special. That one for a big one was just uh, unbelievable in the way he stayed together from his last rib back was just amazing. And I can remember after the show, Mark Hogue was judging the, the, the hogs and they have the big thing in production. And he came, I came up and talked to him. He had just judged Angelo you know a few weeks before that, or several weeks before that, and I said, I just basically told him I watched him judge Angel and thought he did a good job. And he said, Well, man, he said, That sheep, that goat you used for grand, that one was something else. He was watching on the sideline, and I and I was like, Yeah, he really was. He was something else. What he was, was a good he? one. He was a fifer, okay. Yeah, pretty sure he's a fifer. Sweet, yeah.
0: Well, um. We're going to get back with you after Kansas City, and we're going to have an opportunity to just kind of talk through it and and see what you saw, and and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be good.
1: Good, yep. Thank you, Steve. Thank you.